How is a Christian supposed to interact with narcissism? Wait a second. Where are we actually going with this? Like, are you a Christian who's grappling with the challenges posted by narcissism in your life? And you're wondering, like, how do I actually deal with this? What do I do with this? Does this even correlate? You'll find different pieces of religious organizations and Christianity that don't even view narcissism as being an issue or being a big deal. And I don't mean like a big deal in what it's doing, but they'll be like, hey, that's just sin. That's just someone acting out. That's just someone who has a pride problem. And they'll oftentimes like compartmentalize it in a very small box of like deal with this and everything will be fixed. And oftentimes that's not the case. And oftentimes that's not what happens. But one of the things that happens inside of narcissism is oftentimes spiritual abuse. So talking from it from a different frame of like, how do you actually navigate this as a Christian if you've been in a relationship with spiritual abuse and he continues to put different words and scripture onto you, what do you actually do? Okay, if you're new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness and help break you free from toxic narcissistic abuse. What happens when that's in the church? What happens when that's in the Christian field? What happens in religion? And unfortunately, it's in there a ton. It's like permeated. And so there's a lot of really negative examples by people that say they're positive and healthy and whole, but in reality, they're coming home and they're abusing and they're manipulating people there. So one of the first things I want to bring up is you need to anchor your faith in something. Like you need to have a firm grounding in it because a lot of times a toxic person will use scripture, will use religious principles to manipulate you to make sure that you see life from their perspective. Not from the perspective of the religion, but the perspective of him. Of like, I need you to look how I want you to look, act how I want you to look because you need to respect me, because you need to love me, because you need to do all these things that aren't even like biblical and aren't even even something in your religion. So First, like understand like you might have to seek some guidance from your own religion, from your own scripture, from your own Christian beliefs to be able to see, do I believe this because it's actually true? Or like, do I believe this because it's just been told to me? Maybe you've had Christianity that's just been impressed upon you from generation to generation and you've grown that way because that's what your parents believe, not because you actually know what you even believe. So a lot of times a narcissist will try to manipulate your perception of the Bible and your perspective of marriage to try to get a desired result. Keep you in the relationship so he can appear good to society and keep you stuck so that he's not exposed and still feels good about himself. For example, you might have different pieces where he's like, hey, you need to respect me. But it also says he's supposed to love you and he's not showing love or demonstrating love on a day-to-day -day basis. So how does this actually make sense? Um, there might be different pieces where you're like, well, I should love my neighbor. I should love a person that hurts me. Totally get that. But it also doesn't say that you're supposed to accept abuse and beatings and manipulation and all this type of abuse that's happening in the relationship. So it'd be like, you need to get really grounded on what do you actually believe, not based on what he tells you and what he tells you to believe. Now, this is really hard, but it's coming down to what are the actual facts about your religion? What's the actual facts about being a Christian and being in a toxic relationship? What does it actually speak to in the relationship there? So for instance, a lot of people will be like, hey, um, divorce, you can't get divorced. Like that's a big one, right? Like you're not allowed to get divorced in Christian circles. That's not even acceptable. But when you go back into scripture, there's a piece where people are like, but wait, you let people, talking to Jesus in the New Testament, like, wait, you let people get divorced in the Old Testament. He's like, yeah, out of the hardness of your hearts, I let people get divorced because of the sin that was actually happening.
So what was happening in, in olden days and in, in Bible days is in the Old Testament, people were getting married. And then as a result, the guy would push the girl away and be like, yep, don't want you anymore, but wouldn't actually give her a certificate of divorce. Then he could go be with someone else. She couldn't technically do anything because she was still married to him. So by the law, she still had to be with him. So part of it was like, hey, because he's being such an asshole, like, like you're now allowed a divorce because there's no reason for this person to be stuck in bondage to this guy when he's going to another person. Sound like narcissism at all? Yeah, pretty interesting. So, but that, I just say that, give a different perspective, but also look it up. Start learning and starting seeing what is actually in there because otherwise you might be believing a lie from a toxic, narcissistic person. Now, the other piece that is really interesting when we step into Christianity is forgiveness, right? Like everybody needs to forgive. I want you to know yes and no. And we're going to talk about that really quick. So there's this piece of forgiveness that you might be used to hearing and thinking and seeing and believing is you're going to forgive and you're going to get back together. You're going to forgive and you're going to make up. You're going to forgive and everything's going to be together. And you're like, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I should because of how abusive it's been. But people keep telling me I'm supposed to do that. I want you to hear this. Forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Just because you forgive a person doesn't mean you need to be with them, doesn't mean you need to talk to them, doesn't mean you need to interact with them anymore. If they're still toxic, you don't need to do anything with them, okay? But what I want you to understand is forgiveness is a piece that is actually helping you more than it is the other person. Now, what I mean by this is forgiveness is this act of releasing the stuff that you hold inside. Not giving that other person a blank slate for what they did, not excusing their behavior, but it's actually releasing the emotional like duress and pressure and stress that's put on you. You see, a narcissist is going to control you mentally, emotionally, physically, sexually, all those different things. Forgiveness is the piece that lets you actually release that so that you can actually focus on you. It's super hard to be able to focus on you when you're still holding frustration, resentment, bitterness, where you're still holding all this stuff towards the other person. Does it mean he gets scot-free? Does it mean you stop pressing charges? Does it mean you stop the divorce? No, not at all. It just means that, hey, in order for you to heal, you actually have to release some of this stuff so that you can actually move forward in your own healing. Like it's a barrier if you don't. Okay, think about it that way. But freedom from the abuse, from all the trauma, from the things that happen, come from there being this level of forgiveness. Sometimes it's just simply a level of forgiveness for you. Like I forgive myself for staying so long. I forgive myself for being abused and putting up with it when I knew I shouldn't. All these thoughts that a lot of times will hurt you and keep you put down even more. The other thing with it is you need to learn to set healthy boundaries. And part of this means you need to actually bring it into your Christian values of like, what do I actually believe and how do I actually want to protect myself? Your faith actually calls for you to honor and protect yourself as a child of God. Okay, so if we're in the Christian bubble and we're looking at this, you're like, okay, I need to actually protect myself and not put myself in a place of harm that's actually going to hurt me, degrade me, and push me away from being able to be connected to God. God is not the God of abuse. So like when you're listening to this, you're like, okay, well, I need to make sure that I'm being free, that I'm being separated from the things that are actually abusing me, that are keeping me down. You see, setting boundaries, it's not a sign of disrespect to another person. It's an act of self-love and preservation of who you actually are. Christian values can coexist with self-care and protection from harm. 
So it's not this thing of like, hey, we want you to get beat up. We want you to get hurt. No, like if you hear people like going that direction and ideology and theology and ideas at all, like you need to back away, okay? Because you need to understand like it takes a lot of strength to be able to establish any type of boundaries with a narcissist. And like you might have to limit contact with them. You might have to move away. You might have to go no contact. You might have to leave the church or the the institution that you're a part of, like interacting and still uphold those values. That's really hard for a lot of people to do. Just understand that just because this person's being abusive and just because you're forgiving as far as releasing the emotional hold that he has on you, it doesn't mean you need to continue to accept any of the stuff that's coming at you from this person. You can be completely separate and start to move forward. You need to seek guidance and support. That typically is going to come from people that understand narcissistic abuse. Unfortunately, it typically doesn't reside in faith circles. So when we talk about like, hey, you need to get support and you go to your pastor, a lot of times you're not really supported and you're stuck in an abusive relationship longer because it's like, well, you can't get divorced. Or it, it goes in some ways where he's trying to reconcile. This is the hard part too, is you'll go to a Christian counselor because you'll be like, well, I want to have one that's grounded in my faith. And you go to one, but the problem is he's coming from the frame of, hey, here's two broken people and let's get them fixed. And the narcissist is like, yeah, let's get us fixed. And in reality, he's not actually trying. He doesn't actually care to fix the problem. So the the counselor is already coming from a frame of like, oh, we're going to work on this. When in reality, the narcissist doesn't have any indication or truth to be able to do that. And so typically it turns out even more abusive. I'd be very careful about going to a couples counselor, uh, couples therapist, especially a Christian one, because a lot of times they'll get it really skewed up with the values of making sure that you stay in an abusive relationship and oftentimes cause more harm to you. So be really careful for that. Um, another thing too is like a lot of times people will be like, well, I'll just pray about it and it'll get better. And I need you to understand that prayer is not a manipulation tool. So prayer is a piece of like, hey, you can pray for another person, but also you need to act. And God did not look at people in the Bible and be like, you pray and I'll just figure it all out. No, they actually had to take some big moves. Uh, what, like Noah, like had to take big moves. He had to build an ark. Like Jonah had to take big moves. He had to go actually preach to the city. If not, he got swallowed by a big fish. Like when we talk about all this stuff, people are like, okay, yeah, but they prayed and like God fixed it. He like, there's an act of you have to actually do something about it. Like you're just sitting there and being like, well, I'm going to pray and it's going to get better. Like, no, that's believing a fantasy. And that's not actually even based anywhere in scripture of like, let me just sit on my hands and pray. Okay. What you need to understand is you need to make a move for you, which might mean separation, which might mean you moving forward in your own healing, regardless of what he's doing. As a Christian, your faith can be anchored in turbulent times and working through this with toxicity and narcissism. But it is super hard because a lot of times people will stay stuck inside these toxic relationships for a long period of time, especially when they're under the frame of spiritual abuse, where they've been brought up in that type of Christianity, in that type of circles, and it's been told to them and proclaimed to them that this is what you need. This is what you're going to get. So be really careful. Understand where you are, understand what you need to let go of, understand the boundaries you need to have to be able to move forward in your healing process. Know that you're not alone and that Christianity, along with politics, is probably some of the most narcissists in the world. So please be careful and please make sure that you're looking at the facts and not going off the feelings or another person's words that are typically just a bunch of lies. 